We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hail Cheaters, welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Old Anxine. Uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year, Josh. Happy New Year, yeah. Cheaters. Uh, New we are, we're peeking out of the, the edge of the festive fixtures here. Uh, a little bit of FPL fatigue, but the good news is, is we have a little bit of an FA Cup break coming up, mm-hmm. and then we have... I don't know. We've got. I feel like getting new chips, like uh, a second wild card, uh, uh, this this second bonus free hit. We yeah. now can talk about getting a new lease on life. And boy, Josh, after this yeah. brutal festive period, I feel like we could both use a new FPL lease on life. Yeah, it's just been a weird December, uh, a long December, as the Counting Crows said, Brandon. Sure. I think that was. I think Great he was pre- referring to uh, fantasy sports mm-hmm. when he. When he wrote that, maybe it was fantasy baseball. I don't really know. You know what? Uh, maybe it's long December until the fantasy baseball sure. season started. I think. I think we don't know. Round round here is talking about one of his <laughs> fantasy MLB guys, like rounding second yeah. base, maybe. <laughs> maybe around the round basketball. You know, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of <laughs> options. Um, but yeah, so it's it's just been a it's it's you know the fest fix. I was talking to you about this before the pod started, and I was debating whether I ever actually enjoy the festive fixtures or mm-hmm. it's some. I look forward to them every year and so now I'm, and somehow it like it feels like I, I'm always like a little stressed out you know do, like yeah. the fan, I mean it's interesting because it's always it's always a mix right like I mean there's like we can come in here and we can talk about fantasy stress and whatever but mm-hmm. but there you know I, I there's like a you know I you know I have different sides of my personality right and like you know even though Fantasy wise, some things didn't go well. I also really enjoyed a lot of the matches that happened over December, right? I mean, the the first half in particular, honestly, the second half too of the Liverpool Chelsea match today was terrific. It was just a great, exciting match, and um, it was it was super fun. And so, you know, I'm kind of with you. I'm I'm glad that December is over. I mean, it's sort of it's you know, I was thinking about. There's a question here about uh, from Michael. He said, uh, "What are your tips for managers who just taken a beating over the last week because of?" COVID, I, I really, yeah, the last weeks, really, the last month or so because of COVID cancellations hits taken and just knowingly bad luck. Um, he says, it's starting to affect my enjoyment, but I'm, I'm trying to stay positive. And here's, here is my thought on that. Uh, Brandon, on December 31st, the University of Michigan uh, got absolutely waxed in the college football playoff, right? It was basically yeah. over within about five minutes. And, Go Bulldogs. Uh, and I had my fun, you know, I enjoyed it. I did. I did. But they, uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun watching them. Schadenfreude, uh, Josh. Get, get you love yeah, to see it. Yeah. You do love to see it. But, you know, the thing is, and I had gone through this myself. I went to Michigan State, as did you. And uh, Michigan State got, like, Alabama could have scored 130 points on us when we played them several years yeah. ago. Uh, in the, in the first time we made the college football playoff. And, uh 
and it didn't really matter, right? Because the actual three hours of game, I didn't really enjoy, but I had all the fun anticipation yeah. of us winning the Big Ten Championship, and then a month later, the, the college football playoff happened. And I think, you know, we just went through all of these cancellations. They completely screwed everything up, right? Like, they made it very unfun. Case in point this morning, right? You know, wake mm-hmm. up. Uh, you know, the, the first matches kick off at 9 a.m. here in the United States this this week or this Sunday. Uh, boom. Like once I wake up, I see that Ollie Watkins is, um, you know, got a COVID late, late positive COVID test out for this week. Right. So yeah. the only player I had in any of the first three matches is now is now out. Right. And so. It's just like, you know, and like that is just like a very typical feeling that we've all been having, right? This is like something we've all just been going through for a month now. It's like any, up until the actual like players walk out for kickoff, you don't know mm-hmm. if your players are actually going to play in that game or not. Yeah. And it is not super fun, right? Uh, yeah. to, to experience that. And so, I, yeah, so we yeah, have, yeah, go on. Yeah. Yeah. Just to finish my, my little rant here. And that's not even a rant. It's just like, it's my, my sort of perspective on things, which is that we just, we, you know, it all just happens. All of this bad stuff happens. And, um, but what's nice is that outside of players just sort of randomly misses, missing matches, but certainly when it comes to canceled fixtures, we now have months of, mm-hmm. of opportunities <laughs> ahead of us, right? Months yeah. of double game weeks, months of things to look forward to, right? Like it may not go well when it actually happens, right? The double yeah. game weeks, much like <laughs> game week 21 is already looking like it may not actually pan out or not, but we, we're going to have lots of independent things to look forward to over the next few weeks. And I think that's really what the fun of fantasy is all about. Right. And I was talking about not really liking the festive pictures before. I'm not sure I usually do. I think they usually come too fast and too furious and I take the game way too seriously. And so if, if things don't go perfect, perfect, perfect. Right. I'm like, it's like, I can always see yeah. some through line where everything could have gone perfectly. And if it doesn't, then I'm like, wrecked often you know uh but i always look forward to it because it's so fun to have all of these games together and so i think that's how that's how i'm getting through this like tough december is just knowing that in january february game week 22 right sounds like there's gonna be a ton of double game weeks uh, to be played then and you know there's just a lot of fun things to anticipate uh over the next few weeks imagine yourself josh and michael i'll address michael too he asked the question imagine yourself as the uh was it the T-1000? Who was the liquid metal Terminator in Terminator 2, T-2? Is that a T-1000? Yeah. Anyway. Like a, oh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. The, the liquid metal Terminator, that's you. And now there are multiple <laughs> yeah. scenes, right, where, where you get obliterated by a point-blank shotgun blast and all your liquid metal goes everywhere. <laughs> Josh, what happens to the liquid metal after that happens? It uh, just gets, like, boiled down, right? It all comes back together, Josh. It all comes back together. I mean, this is, in, in, in Terminator 2, that's terrifying because you that's can't That's what I destroy. meant. I mean, it puddled on the, I mean, it puddled on the ground. <laughs> sure, before. sure. That's you what get I meant. That, I wasn't explaining myself well. Yeah, yeah. You get that puddle of, of mercury, <laughs> of liquid metal, yeah. right? And it yeah. all comes back together and becomes a fully formed Terminator again. So that's what we have to envision ourselves coming out of this uh, this festive break is is we've been obliterated um but now all of our liquid metal parts are going are about to come back together and then we can we can chase after uh you know um ned flanders like we're homer simpson with a couple of golf clubs (laughs) yeah and i think that's I, i think that's basically where we are right like we're just gonna have to like kind of um 
we're just this is the this this is this is the theme of this week's pod, right? Which is that we are now reforming ourselves and getting ready for the fun stuff. We took our lumps or whatever. Maybe this. I mean, maybe maybe the December worked out well for you. I mean, I kept thinking about this and I was like, I I have a green arrow every single week, but like the fact that I have a green arrow means somebody's doing better than me. Like there must be people who like who really did great over this stretch and are like just delighted and they're like, I don't know what everyone's complaining about. Like, wait, you have awesome. a green arrow every week. Or a- no, no, I'm saying I've, I'm having red arrows every week, and okay, I feel like gotcha. there must be people. The, the people are. I, I'm only having reds because other people are having greens, right? Like somebody's yes. doing well to push me down. Is and it so, like wealth you know, though? Yeah. Are all the green arrows being concentrated in one percent of the uh, the fantasy players? And <laughs> just like, that may be. You know, Where's the where's yeah. the FPL poverty line at right now is what I want to <laughs> well, know. Well, that's that's a good question because I have had like seven red arrows in nine weeks or something like that, nine game weeks, but I've only fallen a total of about thirty thousand spots, you know. Yeah. And so it, it it's felt very annoying, but I think in a you know from an overall rank perspective, it hasn't been so bad. But yeah, it's just I don't know a lot of low scoring weeks too. I mean, you know, you and I could go on and on about about the frustrations of the last month. I mean, I, I don't really want to do that because it's just not. Um, um, it fun, ain't fun, right? Yeah, it's not. We were, the goal of this podcast is to make fantasy fun again, right? And so that's the goal of, of this week's uh, particular pod, which is to start, start talking about storylines for the second half of the season, things to look forward to, previewing the doubles that are coming out, talking about players you might want to target for those matches, talking about what to do with Mo Salah, talking about some early chip strategy, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not even sure how early we're talking about. I mean, by early, I mean things you might want to do for game week 22, right? And wild cards and things like that too. So this is kind of like, a reset. Like you said, this is now the T I thought, I thought Schwarzenegger was the T 1000. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe the guy is, I don't know. Robert, Patrick. the guy you know, just call him the liquid the, metal, yeah. liquid metal liquid terminator. Metal and we, yeah. we know. Yeah, you know. exactly. So this is not, anyway, so we're, we're looking ahead. We've reformed. We're moving forward. Uh, we're torturing this metaphor, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you know, I, I, I'm making it worse. I realize that, um, you're so now you, giving me the thumbs up sign as you're lowered into a vat of, uh, <laughs> of molten lava. <laughs> so game week 21, it's, you know, it's actually, we are in fact in the middle of game week 21. It's interesting. It feels like it's over because we had almost, almost a full run of weekend fixtures for the first time mm-hmm. in a while. Only, only a couple postponed. Um, but we still have four matches left in game week 21. We have Man United Wolves tomorrow. We have Southampton Brentford, uh, which suddenly for both of us turns into a Levermento match. I have, I have Lever, yeah. Levermento stakes. Yeah. Uh, West Ham, Norwich and Everton, Leicester, the kind of forgotten, the Everton thing is just like, that was like the real gamblers, right? It was like the real heads went for, uh, went for <laughs> Tony Everton Gordon. Players, like, yeah, ex- yeah. I mean, no one went for him, but it was like, I mean, I, you know, I couldn't believe Calvert-Lewin, of course, but, but on, the, on the other hand, you kind of could, cause you're like Everton haven't played a match in about yeah. what feels like what nine weeks and, and DCL hasn't, hasn't played a match in, in years. He's, he's like, like the old woman <laughs> at the end of Titanic. Yeah. It was literally 2021. Like it was like, you know, it was literally like <laughs> he, he last played like in the fall of 2021, you know, like yeah. a different season was the last time he was on the pitch. So, um, yeah. And so it was just a, you know, it's, it's been a very strange week. I'm on 45 points, but I took a minus eight, which I, I was kind of kicking myself over um, yesterday just because I I, I I didn't necessarily need to take it. Um, I could have just made no transfer. I mean, I could have just made my one transfer, which was uh, Foden to Bowen, right? There was a lot of strong rumors yeah. about Foden having COVID, which apparently he does. Um, you know, it's all like under these kind of tight, um, you know, um, 
privacy controls, right? Uh, sure. But a lot of talk about um, Foden. So, I, so I, I could have just dropped him. And then I decided, well, like I'm already, you know, it's it like, you know, I, whatever it was, it was like, you know, midnight on December 31st. And I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to take a minus eight, you know? And so I try, I think it was, it was like 12, 1245 AM. I did it. Um, and so I dropped Bernardo for Sun, And then I dropped James for um, Sufal. And uh, so I was feeling kind of annoyed about that. But then um, the fact that, um, Watkins didn't play today means that I'll, I just would have had Rudiger's one point off the bench anyway, right? Because I would have started mm-hmm. Lieberento. Um, and that's assuming he even plays at all. So, uh, you know, in the end, uh, if Zufal gets me even a couple of points um, when they play Norwich, then I, I the hit will basically only cost me a handful of points, right? And so it won't, yeah. it won't, it's not like I'm, I'm on some net 20 as a result. It's going to be more like a net five or something like that. And now I have Sun uh, for the upcoming fixtures. And, you know, Spurs are one of these clubs, um, much like Burnley we'll talk about soon. <laughs> Burnley have four fixtures to make up. It is insane. Like, have we ever gone into January with a team having four <laughs> matches to get made up? That is yeah. so many matches. Uh, and I, I think Spurs have three, you know, and so it's like, and so I, it's really interesting. I mean, that, that, and when I say that out loud, I'm like, I kind of, I can start to feel the first like embers of excitement, it, you mm-hmm. know, as I think about, well, like there's a lot of opportunity there, right? Four fixtures for, for Burnley. And like, I would never be excited about Burnley unless they had four double game weeks coming up, right? <laughs> Possibly more, right? I mean, we'll see what happens with, yeah. with FA Cups and things like that. They could have like six. Um, and so <laughs> it's just a lot, a lot of chaos still to come. To have a mini, um, a mini uh, tournament, a mini Burnley tournament so they can play yeah, all the it's, other teams. It's gonna be the end, it's, yeah, it's going to be like game week 38 is going to pass. And it's going to be the month of late May. It's going to be Burnley playing one match after another to, to fulfill. Because I mean, this is your life. They're fighting relegation too, right? It's like a yeah. big, you know, it's, it's, they'll have to play those matches most likely. Um, I mean, as far as I know, I mean, in baseball, it's kind of the baseball season is so long that if there's enough um, rain delays in the seasons, like for the, the Tigers, for example, last year mm-hmm. only played 161 games because <laughs> at the end, they were like, you know, typically baseball is 162 game season. At the end, they're like, well, you know, you're not going to win anything anyway. Well, in 162 games, Josh, that's a pretty that's a pretty solid sample size, right there. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, true. it's, it's you're telling you a lot. 38 like, games is yeah, is you know yeah. compared to the NFL, a strong sample size. 162. Yeah, what is that? Uh, four times four times plus ten, roughly, uh, of the Premier League. So, um, yeah. So I think uh, I'm feeling. F- fine about this week. I'm, I'm on a, I'm actually only on a small red arrow. I thought it would be, um, I thought it'd be worse than it was. Um, but, um, you know, despite everything I'm at 40 K overall, which, which isn't so bad. Um, so yeah. how are you doing this, this game week? Uh, I'm on a red arrow at the moment, uh, 39, uh, minus four. Uh, so I took a hit and it was, I didn't, I, I, I was blindsided by this whole West Ham double game week business. I don't mm-hmm. know if I was just like mentally out to lunch because it was the holidays. Uh, so uh, I had, uh, I was sort of minding my own business and made an early in the week transfer uh, Bernardo to Sun. That was the transfer mm-hmm. I wanted. Uh, it was probably yeah. not the transfer I needed now, given I'm looking at my team for for next game week and i've got seven flags with mendy and sala both away at afcon um and, and a few covid oh, uh, issues thought about as that. Well. i've got th- i've got three flags myself yeah yeah right so um lots to take care of and then um so then then as you mentioned the the covid rumors swirling around foden and 
I had no piece of West Ham uh, staring down the uh, the deadline. So I decided to make a quick minus four to get Bowen in for Foden. And I put the armband on Bowen. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, I love a cheeky uh, penalty assist. You know, uh, fantasy points are fantasy points. They are not real world points. But there you go. Um, Norwich at home. I feel like every West Ham asset is going to get returns yep. in that one. I mean, the, the, the pain points for me, though, coming out of this game week are, are Watkins not playing and uh, Broja. Broja yeah. was, a you know, looking at the Southampton fixtures coming up, uh, they're still good. You know, there are there are cases to be made to keep Broja. Um, but now with uh, West Ham's fixtures lining up, I would have loved to have had Antonio instead of Broja coming into this game week. And now I, now I'm in that danger zone as an FPL manager of like, am I just putting the sins of the father onto Broja now? And am I going (laughs) to get rid of him because of that? I don't know. So, um, uh, but, but the, the transfers I have made um, for the minus four son and Bowen, I have to be okay with that because I think they're both solid long-term picks uh the the only the only uh issue is that i probably should use my um transfers to get rid of uh some of these flagged guys in the meantime so son had so many opportunities versus watford right like i mean that could have been i mean that's the more there's i felt okay taking a minus four percent this week because it was like you know i mean I, i hear what you're saying about the particular players that could have been moved or whatever but you know i mean it's hard to drop solo when he was still gonna play right yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. No, and the, uh, Mendy, I think Mendy, Watkins, and Reese James are the ones who would have probably been bigger, should have been bigger priorities for me. Um, because, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, I think we'll touch upon Chelsea a bit more later on in the pod, but, you know, Chelsea assets are just uh, all uh, red flagged. Um, yeah. And intentionally or metaphorically. Uh, so they all need to go. Uh, and I'm with you. I mean, some some people are saying, you know, for Spurs to have a one nil victory against Watford, could they have done better? Did they squander opportunities? Kane still isn't firing. Uh, what's the benefit of Spurs? Well, they have these makeup fixtures. And yeah, I think Sun Sun continues to be a standout over Kane. And if we're just talking about fantasy assets you want to bring into your your team, if there is a player on a team performing better than Harry Kane, uh, and that's Sun, I think I want him. Yeah. Uh I Kane, like, geez, you know, just he had another chance to it's just it's just not I mean, it's funny because he scored twice uh, in the last three weeks, I guess. Uh, but I've just like I, I've seen nothing that made me feel like he was a player that I was really excited about, you know. But Son, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm kind of with you. I, he's even this match, right? He had a great, great goal scoring opportunity. Uh, it was probably the best save that Blackman made of the match was was on, was on Son. So, um, yeah. So well, I, I in think, case I think you need to underline it, Son yeah. Son's points came from a dead ball set piece assist. Right. And uh, right. this is just like basic FPL 101. Get the guy who's taking the set pieces, you know, in in added time at the end of the match. And it's yeah. just like you you always have a chance. 20, with the, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Open play or that. Perfect. Great. I'll have it. Brandon, before we get into our second half of the FPL season preview, two things. One mm-hmm. is uh, Francis, LC, the last, champ, last cheater standing Sundance kid, says... What are FPL New Year's resolutions? Brandon, do you have a New Year's resolution for fantasy this year? Well, I don't know. Drink less. 
<laughs> I meant for fantasy specifically. Do you mean, do you mean drink yeah, less before you make I'm your say- decisions? That's what yeah, I'm saying, yeah. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I don't know. I, I don't want to, I, I feel like I'm in a position now, uh, where I could be really reactionary. And I think just like speaking to the beleaguered FPL managers out there, you may feel like, yeah. um, if you, if you're on a run of red arrows, it's your fault. It's something you've done wrong. And I feel like that's a dangerous position to put yourself in because yeah. just how chaotic the season has been. And, um, I've, I've made my fair share of mistakes, but they're just, you know, stupid mistake mistakes um that i probably couldn't find a real pattern in so i I don't know i don't have any new year's resolutions other than to not lose sight of um you know why i enjoy playing fantasy yeah i mean i think that's i i i feel like i kind of got at that myself a little bit with my new year's resolution which is just to you know really focus on um uh i don't know i mean it's kind of hard to say because like it's like you know focusing on uh, the anticipation, it's like, it's, it's almost, it's more like a feeling like you can't tell yourself to get excited about the anticipation, right? It's just, it's kind of there. Um, I think for me, it's, um, it's to be, uh, a little more positive in general. Um, I think that, uh, I can get a little negative, a little snarky. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, I just don't, I don't like that side of myself. I, I found over the, over the holidays I was spending, um, entire days, uh, off of Twitter, which I know I guess people who aren't on Twitter, you're like, that doesn't seem like that much, but for me, for someone who's like on there all the time, it was like taking 24 hours and just like, I'm not going to be part of the conversation today. Uh, it was actually very helpful because I think sometimes it does bring out some negative quality. And I find if I'm just watching the games, I can almost always enjoy myself, even if the fantasy stuff isn't going well. Um, so I think, I think that just being a little more positive in general. And I think, I mean, from a, from a, you know, an, like an uh, actual strategic, uh, point of view, I mean, I think that, um, I don't, I think I'm sluggish right now. I'm not, I don't like the way that I'm, um, that I'm playing. I feel like I was slow on Bowen. Uh, I was probably a little slow on sun. Um, I, I have not been moving quickly enough and I've been sort of staying patient with people who I don't need to stay patient with. You know, I sort of held on to, um, you know, I should have been a little more aggressive. I think I, I held on to uh, Bernardo, for example, for longer than I should have. And, um, you know, it's just, I, I, I don't like, I feel like I'm a little flat footed right now with my decisions. Yeah. And, you know, the more flat footed you are, the less likely you are to make up ground, right? Because if you're flat footed, it means you're just reacting, which means you're buying the key players and everybody else's, which means that it's very hard for those players to really be, um, you know, um, green arrow, players or whatever right because yeah. like you know they just they, the bandwagons get very especially nowadays right nowadays a player is has one good week and suddenly in the top 10k his ownership is like 73 percent right and i was shocked when you know, jared bowen had three assists and three bonus points uh in a match uh that i guess was like the game week 20 or whatever last week's last midweek set of matches and I was like, well, his ownership's not that high anyway. And I was like, oh, that's 46% or something like that in the top 10K. I'm like, how did he get so high so fast? You know, and it just, it just feels like um, uh, I'm that, 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 but that feeling was like, I'm, I'm being, I'm slow right now. I'm slow on these players. And so I think that's part of what uh, we're going to talk about in this week's pod, which is just to be a little faster, a little more. And, you know, I think, I think part of it is like, it's, it becomes like a, a cycle, right. Of just like, well, I'm not enjoying the season, so I'm less engaged, which means I'm making my moves later, which mm-hmm. means I'm not doing as, you know, it's, it's sort of like it feeds itself. You know, it's like you almost right. have to like find a way to to get engaged, you know, or like find like a set a goal for yourself or something like that. Right. 
You have to go find the ball, you know, drop deep, yeah. Josh. You yeah. need to drop yeah. deep, find the ball. That's right. Yeah, that's that's a, that is perfect. It's got to be Kevin De Bruyne, right? Like if he's not getting enough of the ball, you know, yeah. uh, go back yeah. and find it. Um, all right. Well, Super League quickly here. I know it's I know we're in the middle of, of the game week still, but I, we like to read it off uh, when we we do the pod. So uh, in 10th, we've got Milan Singh. In ninth, Mohamed Arafa. In eighth, Tor Evan Peterson. In seventh, Michael Bluff. In sixth, Anthony Harper. Uh, in fifth, Matt P. In fourth, FPL Mate. In third, Ben Inav. In second, Pepe Curley. And in th- first place overall is Daniel Mason Abraham. Continuing to do well, Brendan. Outstanding. And thank you to everyone for your support in our December Patreon pledge drive. A reminder, this is a great way to say thanks to me and Josh for what we do week in, week out. You can visit patreon.com slash always cheating to find out ways that you can support us, receive an extra ad free podcast each week. Also gain access to our Dean's List Manager of the Month Award. Who is Josh for the month of December? Charlie Brian, so congratulations, Charlie. Check your DMs and always cheating. Uh, Make Fantasy Fun Again t-shirt is on its way. The Slack chat forum, we can review newsletter. And uh, everyone at the Volkswagen and Producer Tears gets a Make Fantasy Fun Again t-shirt. Special shout-outs this week. Hey, Josh, we pop on the Slack, uh, especially during live matches. That's when I enjoy the Slack chatter the most. And we run a channel on there where people can ask us directly about uh, team team issues or, or heck, if you just want to talk about food and drink, chess, Tolkien, Anything. all these mm-hmm. things. The mm-hmm. energy, the cheerfulness, the camaraderie, the positivity. That is a, a theme emerging today, Josh. That is uh, something that is 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 ripe on the Slack. And we really just do want to thank our Patreon supporters for another great year on the Always Cheating Slack. Shout out to our new patrons this week. Thanks to Neil and Michael Capellos. Bonus shout outs uh, to Terrence O'Donnell and James Keatley. Both of these fine Always Cheating listeners and uh, Patreon supporters sent us uh, really genuine uh, emails, and we are grateful. We're grateful to all of our listeners and our Patreon supporters. Anything to add to that, Josh, before we break? Yeah, I just wanted to second what you said, uh, especially about the uh, the Slack community. I mean, I know there are a lot of Patreon supporters who aren't part of Slack, but uh, the people who are on there um, are the people who I end up hearing from and seeing a lot on there. And uh, I sent them a message last week. We had to postpone our uh, what would have been our game week 21 preview pod for patrons. And uh, you and I just, just we couldn't make the schedule work. And I think we were dealing with a little bit of burnout as well. And uh, the response was just so genuine and positive. And uh, it made me really feel like what we're doing is, um, you know, worth it. I don't know. Like, you know, it felt like it was just like, it was, you know, this is great that there are people who are all just kind of talking to each other and they all sort of came together as a result of finding the podcast, you know, it was really, um, just very cool and heartening. So, uh, anyway, it gave me a lot of energy going into this week's podcast, you know, feeling like, all right, like we've got to, you know, um, find another gear. Like you said, you know, go back for the ball. I think that's actually a really good <laughs> metaphor for how you and I are feeling right now about the second half of the season, right? Yeah. Go back, hunt down the ball, pick it up. It's your attack, right? Like, I don't want to be, um, I, I don't want to be a Sean Deitch team right now, you know, just like, I, I don't want to hoof a long ball down there when I get possession back. I want to go back and want to be, I want to be a pressing, You've got press, yeah, I want to be a pressing team. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's take a break and we'll do our second half of the FPL season preview. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, we're back. And this week's podcast is basically just catching everybody up. What just happened? Uh, what postponements, uh, you know, are going to be rescheduled and when and how many teams have matches uh, left to play right now? Uh, considering that, which players do we want to be targeting? What to do with Mo Salah? And then what to do uh, with our chips and our wild cards? Those are kind of the four big uh, topics that we're going to discuss in this week's pod. So let's kick things off with uh, the postponements. I mean, you and I were talking yeah. about this the the first section here, so many matches have been postponed and it's, it's pretty, you know, and thank you. I, I'm, what I'm looking at right now is something that um, obviously we talked a lot about Ben Crown, but you know, Lego, Lego Mane, who is somebody that we know from, from Twitter, put together this really useful chart as well, just sort of breaking down every single team and what matches, what postponed matches are going to have to get rescheduled. Now we know about the ones that happened in December, but we also have matches coming up in the next few weeks that are going to have to get rescheduled as well, right? Because all of these other things are happening too. You've got the club world cup, which in theory goes across game weeks 24. Great. It's still, just what assuming, the world yeah. needs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That feels like something that could get postponed, but I think that stuff never does get postponed. It always should. No. And it doesn't. No, there um, are too many Swiss yeah. bankers uh, with either with tickets or, or lives on the line. Yeah, you've got the African Cup of Nations, which doesn't really affect fixtures, although it's obviously a big factor in terms of people we want to be looking at and targeting. I know I had a moment Friday night where I was like, man, why is no one talking about Ben Rama? Like, yeah, he's so cheap. He's so valuable. And I just, oh, I dude, don't do this was... to me, Josh. Don't do this to <laughs> yeah. me. Well, no, but it was, it was the, the reason why no one was talking about it is because he was only available for one match and then he was mm-hmm. leaving for the African Cup of Nations before the the second match of the double game week. And so, you know, that's something you've got to keep in the back of your head with kind of all this stuff. So you've got that, you've got the, um, uh, the league cup semifinals, uh, the first leg of which is being played, uh, this week. So <laughs> kind of hilarious. Like what, like, why are you doing this now? And then, uh, the second half is going to be played next week. And then, um, and then those, uh, will be played. I don't even know, like sometime in, February, uh, the, 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 the cup final. So then you've got like, uh, international break stuff. You have, uh, European fixtures, just a lot going on. And a lot of yeah. it has an impact on, on matches and when they're going to get replayed. So I mean, just, if I were just do a quick rundown here, Brandon, yeah, you've got, 
Uh, Man United, which have two matches left to be played. They they play away at Brentford at home to Brighton. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not talking about like every single team in the Premier League. It's interesting that Man, Man City have none. They have somehow skated without missing a single fixture. Like they're like one of the only teams to to have done this. Yeah, just um, a true juggernaut in every way, even in yeah, even exactly. in COVID postponements. In, yeah, exactly. Even in COVID postponements. Uh, but Man United have two to make up. Uh, Liverpool only have one, but it's arguably the best one of all, which is uh, they, their game week 19 with Leeds was postponed. And so they will be playing Leeds in an upcoming double game week. Um, that could happen as soon as, as game week 22. Um, it's kind of the way the schedule works out is we have these, the kind of, we have the rest of game week 21, which continues actually through early next week. Uh, that's when those, those postponed double game week matches will be played. And, but this upcoming weekend, we have um, an FA Cup break, right? So there is like a little bit of a, a reset that's happening, uh, except for the League Cup, which, which just also is going to, you know, just keep, keep barreling along. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we think it's very likely that in game week 22, we're going to have a whole bunch of doubles. They are so up in the air right now about what, which ones are going to happen that I, I really don't want to even want to get into the speculation territory. And I suspect by next Sunday's pod, we will have a much better sense of how to attack those. Um, I just want to note that they're coming, and I would maybe note that people should be very cautious about making any early moves this week, yeah. um, especially because, you know, again, it's two weeks. It's, you know, the matches won't actually be played for two more weeks, so you really have plenty of time to, to wait. So um, you have, um, right, so Chelsea, um, they actually haven't missed a match yet either, but they have, um, they will probably, we think they're going to miss game weeks 24 and 25. Uh, for the Club World Cup, which means that they'll be playing away to Brighton and home to Arsenal. Those matches have to get rescheduled. Uh, Leicester have a couple. I mean, I don't know. Should I focus on any of these in particular here, Brandon? There's so many. Spurs have a way. Uh, they have three. I, I think. Away yeah, matches. I think Spurs. Spurs are the are the one that I'm focused on. Even though, as you mentioned, they are away matches. Yeah. Burnley and Leicester are great defenses to run up against. Uh, so I like yeah. those. Brighton. Brighton are on the ascendancy, and that that's difficult to deny. And if you look at at Brighton and their postponements, uh, they are three strong, but none of them enticing. Spurs, United, and Chelsea. Yep. Um, so I, I don't really know where I land on Brighton, but Spurs, Spurs feel good. Uh, West Ham have this incredible run of fixtures, but uh, with this Norwich fixture coming up at the end of game week 21, they're done. They're they're already caught up. So there are no more doubles on the horizon for West Ham. So what what do you think about West Ham as a team to invest in a, a West Ham without Ben Rama? Yeah, I mean it was, it's. It, I mean, watching that first match, it was kind of like I. I was amazing that they uh, didn't concede until the eighty. 80- 80th minute or whatever it was because they were under siege. I mean, they're, they're just, they're just down too many defenders really. I mean, they're yeah. just down, you know, they're down their two starting center backs and they're down Cresswell. And, um, I, I think that's Masuaku got effect. crucified when he came onto yeah. the pitch and Sufal, I thought had yeah. a pretty poor match as well. So it's, it's, yeah. it's all the way across the back four, I think. Yeah, and they weren't exactly keeping clean sheets before that, right? <laughs> right. Um, I, Antonio has been looking a little bit better. I think that you know that is that is, but but as you know, I mean they they're sort of done now with with the doubles, and so I think that I'm I'm already kind of like okay, like maybe you know I mean they play Leeds in game week twenty two, and so I don't see like a pressing need. But after after no. that, yeah, I think I think they're I think they're gone. Um, I mentioned Burnley before. I mean 
the just the sheer preponderance of matches that they have they had to play. Yeah. They have three home matches and an away match at Villa. And um, I don't know. I mean, I think that it's their their defense is is you know kind of not. It is not the traditional Burnley defense. I mean, it's kind of interesting because it's all the same players, but but it's like it's like it's yeah. over. I don't really, you know, I don't know if they've been found out or if it's if it's just like it's it's gotten a little stale or what. But um, you know, I think the uh, you know what is actually uh, Max Max Cornet. I got excited about him, yeah. Brendan, and I forgot that Afcon. For you got Afcon. I did get Afcon. I mean, I didn't bring him yeah. in or anything, but I just forgot he was leaving for. for yeah, Afcon. yeah. I I think Burnley's issue is their their defense is just not as stout as it has been in recent years and that's usually what they what they lean on like tarkowski and me just not the the central figures as they as they were but i think if you're looking for a punt just as to use your word the preponderance of fixtures here chris wood stands out as a punt now chris wood I, I I would be more I would have more conviction here if we were talking about somebody like Callum Wilson. Uh, yeah. Callum Wilson also a striker on a really poor team in the relegation zone, um, and Callum Wilson just is one of those players who finds opportunities. He can do it on his own when he needs to. I don't think Chris Wood is exactly that type of a player, uh, but just given the amount of opportunities you'll have as a fantasy manager if you bring Chris Wood in. That is, yeah. uh, he's, he's a Broja possible replacement there down the line. It would be great if he found some form. I mean, the reason that uh, he's one of the reasons that Burnley haven't had a great season, right? He's got three goals yeah. on the entire season and it's, that's clearly been a problem. I mean, it's like, I, I couldn't believe it when Aaron Lennon scored the goal for them yeah. at Man United, like oh, Aaron Lennon, like I, I'm not even positive. I knew he was on Burnley. Right. Like he's, he'd been there for a couple of years. I think it was yeah. uh chancer Dan Maybe who season. put this stat on his Twitter where it was his first premier league goal in five years. Jeez. I mean, so. that's just extremely grim. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, so I don't even really know. I mean, they're, they're so, they're so cheap. And so maybe it's like, if you play an early wild card, maybe, you know, you can toss a, a Matt Loughton on there or something like that. I mean, he's actually had Matt Loughton. I mean, you know, just, we have to rethink our Matt Loughton stance, Brandon, because he's got, he's got a goal and three yeah. assists on the season. He yeah. has as many assists as he has clean sheets. That's just a weird thing for a yeah. Burnley, Burnley defender. I, especially Loughton, who is like famously doesn't get attacking returns. I feel like yeah. this is probably as much as we should say about Burnley. I think it could be a honey trap if they double in game week 22 and then yeah. people will say, look at all these other doubles on the horizon. Get in on a Burnley, Burnley now. But their, yeah. their match is like included, included in game week 22 will be home Leicester, followed by Arsenal, Manchester United, then Liverpool, Brighton, and Crystal Palace. It's not a, it's not a great run for Burnley. I feel like no. they're a team that we should think about, have on our radar. And I, but I could see them having a bigger role to play when we get to those famous double game weeks closer to the end of the season, maybe when they have two double game weeks back to back or, you know, within the span of four game weeks, that feels better to me. Yeah, that's, that's true. So maybe that's the, that can end our, our, I had about 20 minutes of Burnley material. Okay, sorry. Yeah, rip it up. No, I'll table it for now. I think you're, I think you're, you're tough but fair. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, Watford are are a little more fun, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, Watford play, uh, Newcastle in game week 22 and, um, 
it's very likely that they will have a double that week and they'll have Burnley, the Burnley palace and, and wolves are three of the teams. And so I think that's, that's kind of fun. And Emmanuel Denny is uh, now available. I mean, all of these people, I mean, granted he was sub to halftime, although it sounds like it, it was nothing major, but it was like the whole like reason to go for, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess King is on pens and the stats are better, but Denny, clearly the more fun. Player. There's no argument here. <laughs> the The player to get is Emmanuel Dennis. Yeah. Josh King. Yes. And this is, this is what I've suffered from all season is, is the narrative in my head, not matching what is actually happening on the pitch. Um, you can't, you cannot will, uh, something to happen. You cannot just be, you can't, yeah. you just can't manifest it. Dennis yeah. is scoring. He's the top forward points getter and Josh King is nowhere close to him. It's yeah. it, it, the problem is if you're a Josh King owner such as myself, you there is also a very strong likelihood that Josh King would go on a run where he gets yeah. a number of returns. They get a couple of penalty the, calls. Yeah, look good in the second half of the of the Spurs match. Yeah. So I know, have yeah. no quarrel with Josh King, but it 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 just is what it is between King and Dennis right now. Yeah. And I mean, I think there could even be a moment where you have both like for, a, you know, if they had a, a really, a really good double, you know, I think yeah. that that could be an argument if you free hit game week 20, like, let's say that, you know, the one that gets rescheduled is, um, palace, right. And they play Newcastle and palace uh, doubled in game week 22, like, and you're on a free hit. Like, I think, you know, if you really want to load up in your midfield, I think you could make an argument for just going again. We don't even know which teams are going to play. And you know, it's, it's sort of like you, you know, I don't want to like get you, you can over, overly complicate things. We're not trying to turn a plan. Who will like even that, be but, managing Watford during these double games? Yeah, this is a great question. That's that's right. I don't know how Watford. Can, first of all, okay. One other weird thing, which is that uh, Ismail Sar apparently, well, obviously we know, but the the the, the Denny thing uh, was kind of well, like widely discussed, right? That he was called up and Watford basically refused. You know, it's like. There's like some talk about like whether the African combinations is being disrespected. I, I I'm not really feel like I'm being, I don't really know. I, I don't feel like I personally disrespect it. I feel like there's debate about it because relegated teams don't want to give up their players in the middle of the season, you know? And I think that's, that's, that's kind of what the, what the, yeah, the controversy comes in, you know, but if you're, uh, it's, it's complicated, complicated if you, yeah. it's complicated if you're Emmanuel Dennis as well, Dennis, Denise, De, um, whatever, because, yeah. you know, he has an opportunity to go play for his nation, which is a huge honor. He also has an opportunity yeah. to just, just through the premier league broadcast alone, his stock just rises, rises, rises. If he's thinking about, you know, how do you balance your career versus your your national pride and and, mm-hmm. and that? And it's 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 a tough call. It's a really tough call. If you're in his position where you're having a breakout season, do you halt it? Like Mane and Salah can halt their Premier League club seasons for a month, and they'll come back and still hold as much as sway as they ever have. Um, but uh, Dennis is, is, he and Watford both have to make very complex calculations, I think. Yeah. But so there was, there was him and I, and I, I, I'm actually a little surprised that he didn't ultimately go, but um, that's, that's, you know, um, that, that is what it is. Uh, but the SAR one was interesting. Apparently SAR got claimed that he was held back too. And I was like, 
guy hasn't even played since like October, right? Like, what is it? Is he he's like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Has he, he even benched all these weeks? Like, he's a great. Like, I so I, that was just a weird one. I'm like, are you? Were you just like getting healthy for? Yeah, I don't know. So that's just a weird. It's just weird to have an international tournament right in the middle of the season. It was the last time they had an African Cup of Nations too. It's always. It's like you know. It's not. I mean, it's just. It's just. It just upends things a little bit, you know. And so, I mean, Liverpool are are going to be in a lot of trouble right now. And like you know, the title chase is probably over anyway. But like, it's certainly yeah. tougher tougher without Salah and Mane. So we'll talk about uh, Salah in just a second. Um, you know. So I mean, again, like I think that I think the big takeaway here is just that. We are talking about an absolutely extraordinary number of matches that are going to have to get rescheduled, right? I mean, I, let's see. I guess I could take the total number of like green squares we're looking at here and divide it in <laughs> half, right? And that'd be the number of matches. So if I was to do that quickly, it's like it's like twenty, right? It's like mm-hmm. roughly, it's like I mean, like twenty matches that are that are going to be double game weeks. Uh, it, it's really going to be quite a lot, and there's going to be just a ton of uh, opportunities there if you if you get it just right. And so you know, the, the, I, I feel like. W- I saw some comments um, that were, I, I, I always feel like you get a lot of these ex post facto, you know, which is like, you know, why do people invest in double game week players when it doesn't work out? You know, and I'm like, well, it's just fun. It's, you, people do it because it's fun. It's like, yeah, like, I mean, the Everton was like the ultimate wild card, right? Like, let's say Dominic Calvert-Lewin scores that pen, right? And you were, and you brought him in when like nobody else has this guy, right? That would have been like absolutely thrilling, right? And like, maybe that like just fires him up and he, and he, picks up a second one in the game like that wouldn't be shocking that kind of thing stuff happens all the time right like a a forward finds the net and suddenly they're they're on fire right and you know so it's like it's a gamble and you know it's just it's a fun gamble also it does work out it does work out all the time there are people who just like to point out when it doesn't work out and yeah (laughs) this is this is a thing that we i think we touch upon a lot on always cheating is you tend to remember the bad times because those are the things that sort of stick with you and you, you stew yeah. on um, yeah. all, all week. And yeah, that, I think that double game weeks can develop this bad reputation because people always freak out um, when, when it misfires. Yeah. But yeah. the fact, the fact is it, it's uh, is, it is the best opportunity an FPL manager has to make up ground apart from just, you know, you know, yeah, they'll doing doing the long haul or just having a really good season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's not yeah, like we can't, as we talked about earlier, we can't make up like Watkins just missing today's match. That's that's not something we can make up, but all of these games, the full games that went down, those are all games that have to get replayed. And those are all opportunities, you know, for us yeah. to online. Yeah, it's been it's been murder for me in my head to head leagues because um yeah, mm-hmm. I'm losing players to postponements. But as you say, um for my overall, it doesn't matter whether this fixture gets played in game week twenty or in game week thirty. I'll still yeah. be able to attack those points. And maybe maybe a, a, a rescheduled postponement um will actually uh, work out better for you, but you know, the players who just don't play, uh, in your squad, yeah, those are points you're not getting back. So, which brings me to, and again, to, to keep the kind of positive mindset going here. Um, so considering, uh, who has the doubles upcoming, and we sort of talked about this a little bit already, but you know, players to target, and I guess I'm speaking very broadly here because again, we don't know if some of these are going to get rescheduled in 22, 28. What well, I mean, I know that like you know, that you, you, you can find out all the likelihoods if you go online, but you know, it's, yeah. there's just a lot up in the air right now. And so like just considering some of these doubles that are happening, um, 
you know, which players should we be targeting? Like, are there any particular players that stand out to you, Brandon, just as you look at the kind of like teams that have, you know, two, three, four uh, matches to get made up? Yeah, I, I think Wolves is a team that we haven't talked about yet, and their defense has been so solid. And if you look yeah. at the matches that they have to be rescheduled, let's see, they've got home Watford and away Arsenal and fixtures beyond that, Southampton. These are just regularly scheduled fixtures, Southampton, Brentford, Arsenal, Spurs, Leicester, West Ham. I think Wolves' defense is is back on the menu, as unsexy as as they yeah. may be. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, what, what do you think about wolves? Yeah, I, that's it. I mean, I, I went to their page cause I wanted to, I wanted to make sure I didn't get AFCON again. Um, and it <laughs> looks like they only, they only have one defender, one. Is yeah. Romain Sace, yeah, right? Yeah. Just Romain Sace, uh, who, who is leaving and, uh, uh, or, you know, who, or who is, yeah, who's going to be gone. And so they, they keep listening by the way, um, February 10th is when they're going to get back. And that, that is, that is not, I, I would not take that, that date too seriously. Um, just as a heads up, uh, AFCON runs through February 6th. So that's assuming that the players who leave, leave, you know, playing every single match, playing all the elimination matches and play through the final, which is on February 6th. And that, that is just certainly not going to be true for a lot of these players. I, I, I can guarantee they'll be back sooner. And so I, I actually had these notes in the solid section, but I'm just going to pull them up now because I think it's useful. Um, so in game week, uh, so Egypt, for example, has games uh, January 11th, January 15th, and January 19th. You know, it's, it's not like a World Cup thing where it takes like, you know, two weeks to, to play these matches out. They've got, you know, three matches in, in eight days. Um, and as a point of reference, game week 22, which is the next game week that you're planning for right now, begins on January 14th, right? And continues through, you know, for a couple of days after that. So by the time game week 22 comes to an end, Egypt will already have played their first two games in, in the African Cup of Nations. Game week 23 begins January 21st. Um, so that would be two days after Egypt's last match, right? So if they lost all three of those, it is at least in theory possible for Salah to come back in time for game week 22. Very right. unlikely, right? Especially when you look yeah. at their group, it looks like they're probably going to make it through. But in theory, that is something that could happen, right? He can only miss one game week. Uh, and then game week 24 doesn't actually begin um, on the, uh, doesn't doesn't begin the following weekend. It actually is, a, it, it's another FA Cup weekend, but it's a midweek run. So game week 24 begins on Tuesday, February 8th. Like I know this is like a lot to keep in anyone's head, but like the point is that February 8th is two days after the end of AFCON, right? So <laughs> it just literally two game weeks from now, like game weeks 22 and 23, by the time game week 24 runs around, the African Cup of Nations is already completed, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about some gigantic moment. And yeah, if, it, you know, if, if, if you know, if it, if a player left for African combinations and he plays through the final, there's a probably a pretty good chance he's going to miss game week 24 as well for everybody else. I think there's a pretty good chance. They only missed two, two actual weeks of premier league matches. So it's, it's something to be cognizant of, but sure. it, you know, but it does, I think, um, make the solid question, um, you know, especially interesting. I mean, um, but maybe maybe we'll table solid just for one more second here. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just how how vital is Romain Sace to the Wolves defense? I mean, just consider the fact that they could have a Wolves could have a double in twenty two that is two home matches consisting of home Southampton, home Watford. It's it's quite appealing. So that's that's Watford. We've really yeah. talked a lot about Spurs and and Sun feels like uh, yeah a pretty. Uh, pretty, pretty, um, crucial asset right now. 
we haven't talked about the Spurs defense. You were saying Reggaeon was was top of your to get list, Josh. You yeah. you you, oh, you labeled classic. him a must buy. Yeah, and then classic. Uh, the ne- very next match he plays, he uh, plays forty five minutes, has a yellow yellow card, gets hooked, uh, finishes on zero points uh, for that match. But then he comes back around this time and uh, played eighty minutes. I mean, it's interesting. He's basically playing like a winger, right? He got he got um, he got a sub for for Brian. It's G-I-L, the, the way they pronounce Gil. it on TV. Gil? Yeah, yeah I, I can't quite say it the right way. But he got he got pulled for him. And, mm. um, and so, Brian. I mean, so when you think about Reggion, you should almost be thinking of him more like a, like a Reese James style, you know, like super attacking fullback, like, pre- like practically a winger. And, um, and you may even get a couple of cheeky clean sheets when he's just pulled early. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, you know, and then they they concede 15 minutes. I mean, that happened, happened with Marcus Alonso <laughs> a couple of game weeks ago. Right. Where Chelsea yeah. conceded. And but he was on he finished on six points because he was subbed. Um, so I think that um, I think he looks awesome. I, I actually it's kind of shocking to me that he hasn't uh, picked up uh, more goals and assists like just just since Conte joined. I mean, Conte is such a good manager. Like, I don't want to do the main United thing again, but like why didn't they get him again? Like what is, well, like Spurs are so much better since, since they brought him in. I mean, it's just, it's crazy to me that, that he's, you know, that he was yeah, available, I, but yeah, I think, uh, I, I, I guess just to finish the thought, um, I mean, I, I, Emerson Royal, I think looks really good too. Um, super attacking. He's like sending like cross. I mean, they're not the best crosses, but he's, <laughs> by yeah. God, he's sending them in, you know, cross after cross after cross. Uh, he's available. He's super cheap. Um, I mean, I think having, an, I mean, I, I am typically not a big fan of the Spurs defense. Like it just like what, for whatever reason, it feels like I've just have seasons of fantasy heartbreak, you know, but I'm willing to give them a fresh start, Brandon. Tabula Rasa with the Conte <laughs> Spurs right. defense, because they're pretty hard to break down. They really are, you know, so. I don't know. It's interesting. What, what about think? a case? You know, we, we, we said Kane is, is not looking great. Uh, is there a case to be made Kane punt if I need to make up 400,000 overall rank? Yeah, I think, I think that could work. I mean, I, I think, um, I almost wonder if you'd be better off going with like a, you know, like a Bruno Fernandez or something like that, you know, just to be, just to be a little different. I mean, he's another player that has a couple of uh, double game weeks. He was just, he just got his rest, I guess, uh, because of yellow card accumulation. Um, yeah. I mean, it would, again, like we're talking about like total punt. Right. So Manchester United, they've got Villa away in game week 22 and, and a possible double in 22 that could consist of, uh, let's see who might, who might Manchester United have, uh, could be Brighton, could be Brentford in game week 22 and then they have a generally good run after that west ham burnley southampton leeds watford um through game week 27 so it does feel right for sala to bruno is an option ronaldo if you have he's an easy hold i feel Jaden sancho can we he did pick up an assist do we think it's finally time he's down to 8.9 million i mean talk about a punt brandon that is the ultimate punt this is what I was just saying about Josh King, though, right? Like Sancho seems like another one where, like, you 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 can clench your butt and squint your eyes as as hard as you want, but can you yeah. can you manifest FPL points for Sancho whenever you want? No, you can't. Yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, it's, if we're talking about, I'm just saying, if we want to talk, if we want to 
speak, Brandon, the realm of the, of the theoretical here, in the realm of okay. the pure punt, right? Yeah. Harry Kane is almost is almost too obvious, right? I mean, if, we, you yeah. know, if we're, we're going to go, you know, if we're going to play this game. Okay, so I'm going to look through these teams that have a bunch of doubles to play, and I'm going to try to find some pure punts for you, okay? Go on. Yep. Virgil van Dyke. How about that? Virgil van Dyke uh, is going to have a double with leads at some point. Um, that's that's a big punt. Uh, yeah. You could you could do a short term one with Salah while Salah's out. Um, let's see here. Uh, I do like Emerson Royal, although obviously you wouldn't really be captaining him. But I think that he's like a low ownership player who no one's really going to have. I think despite Calvert Lewin missing the pen, I think that if if the Everton doubles come later, right? I mean, at least one, at least even if they have one in 22, they're going to have two more to make up at some point. You would think that, uh, if you know, with, with, with Charles and back, um, and that team having like a few more, like, like it's an actual match time, right. Cause they just haven't played together in so long. Um, I, you could see Calvert Lewin being uh, a kind of interesting punt, um, that you could, that you could have at some point for the doubles. Um, way to be positive Max- there. When Max Cornet comes back, I think that he'll be a punt, right? I mean, again, we're talking about yeah, these Afcon players. We shouldn't be thinking about them like they're dead and buried in fantasy, right? It's just, it's just, yeah. we just don't want to look at them for the next like three weeks or so. Um, I think that he could be one uh, to consider. And I try to find one more here. Oh, I'll, I'll give you one more, Josh. Yeah, please. Edward at Crystal Palace, who I think has looked uh, sharp. Yeah. Yep, they do have yep, Brighton like in game week 22 and mm-hmm. uh, followed by Liverpool. But after that, a double feature of Norwich followed by Brentford in game week 24, yeah. 25, and then yeah. Burnley in game week 27. They have a fixture with Watford to be made up. So they, they could possibly be looking at a double in game week 22. And I think Crystal Palace's attack has looked pretty fluid. What about your boy Broja? I mean, like the he's looked really awesome at times and you know, the two matches they have to make up are home to Brentford and home to Newcastle. I mean, Brentford have, have looked good at times this season, but a home match with Brentford's a pretty good match. Um, and home with Newcastle is obviously great as well. So I'm not, you know, again, we're not talking captain, captain material here, but just like who are some players that are a little off the, you know, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I like Brocia. I mean, they, they're, they are making up the Brentford match here in game week 21 and right, then, of course, uh, of course. Right, but they, right. they could have another double in 22 with Wolves and Newcastle. And God, I would, if, right. if word of that came down, I would definitely hold Brocia, um, not for Wolves, but for that, just that Newcastle home fixture alone. I think he looks awesome when he plays. Yeah. But then City, Spurs, and Manchester United in game weeks yeah. 23 to 20, 25. I think the problem with Brogia in Southampton is, well, just the problem with Brogia is I think there are a lot of mid-price forwards who are now starting to peek their heads out um, as options, particularly with these doubles. And if I'm looking at my weakest link up front, it's probably going to be him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be... Really interesting to see when these when all these re- rescheduled matches fall, right? Like in terms of how it, like R- Ronaldo is somebody who we're going to have to talk more about at some point. It's kind of, um, he's been all over the place, hasn't he? I mean, you and I both mm-hmm. had him for our free hit in 20, and uh, that worked out uh, phenomenally poorly. Or I guess 19, yeah, whatever it was. Back-to-back brutal captaincies. Ronaldo free hit in 19, Salah cap, differential captain for a zero-pointer in game can week we 20. Ta- can we talk about that for a minute? Because that okay. was the angle... I was like, he's going to, I don't know if you were watching that match in real time. Yeah, or not, sure. Right? The, the camera was behind him. 
that angle like guaranteed he was going to miss. I can't explain <laughs> it to you, but the second they showed that, I was like, no one makes it from this angle. It was like, mm-hmm. it was so stressful. And then to watch him miss yeah. it and then miss the header by what, like two inches? I mean, like, it, you know, like it was just like the, the, you know, I mean, if he was a little taller, he would have been able to head that down, right? Uh, you know, I feel like that. too much is being made of that follow up header. I feel like that ball was just well over him and. Rocketing. Anyway, yeah. the the, yeah. the dude missed. It was brutal. Um, somebody on the Slack likened it to uh, when Pogba had his pen save back when he was a differential captain a few seasons ago. And yeah, that is spot on right there. Yeah. That was we waited. We waited patiently yeah. for one week where a solid captaincy could could actually gain it was you like a rank. Real, it was like a real sliding door zone, right? Because if yeah. if if that. If the if the um, Liverpool match with Leeds had not been postponed, everyone would have had Salah still, right? And he would have yeah. been at one hundred and ninety percent. But because of this, like this postponed Leeds match opened the door, right? And it worked out well for some of us because some of us free hit, you know. And I mean, it worked out reasonably well, I guess. I mean, and ultimately, I captained Ronaldo for one point in the Newcastle match. But still, there are people who went Ronaldo, right? captained him he got yeah. i think it was 12 points uh doubled and then that's a massive like that's a massive swing right there right um you know 24 versus zero um you rarely get that kind of captain swing like during this oh. the era of everyone captaining the same player so yeah it was it was a weird one for sure for sure speaking of sliding doors moments josh i think this is a good moment for us to take a quick break and then we can come back and actually talk about what our plans are for sala as he departs for the african cup of nations what do you think let's do it All right, Brandon, that brings us to the solid question. I keep teasing it. I keep talking mm-hmm. about how it's how it's coming. And, um, you know, what to do with Salah if you still have my – I talked about AFCON already. Uh, I talked about when the Egypt matches are being played. Um, Egypt's third group stage match takes place two days before game week 23, right? So it's safe to say he's going to miss at least two matches. Um, and I think – he probably doesn't play in 24 either, right? I mean, it really just depends on how far Egypt goes. But I think if they make it late and he'll have played something like four or five matches in quick succession, um, it feels at the very least we're talking about like, a, like an off the bench role for him in that in that mm-hmm. first match. So not not maybe as essential, right? Like, you know, like so. I mean, the, I, the question you know, Blair Jacobson said, you know, who do you think the best sour replacements are? Um, and, you know, I think obviously, I mean, Sun is just such an obvious Salah replacement. Right. Uh, you and I have already gone off the board. with We, we took Sun off the board in both of our teams. Um, uh, now now so, we have a free hit with Salah, basically. Yeah. And I initially, before all the chaos of the last few weeks, was pretty sure that I was just going to keep Salah and just toss him on my bench and ride out a couple of weeks without him. Mm-hmm. Um and that felt easy to do when I was like, you know, top 10 K and like, I was, you know, feeling very aggressive or, you know, feeling very confident in my team. And now I'm like, I need points. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I just can't leave 12 million on the, on the bench. Uh, I, you know, and so I think that this, this particular season is not a season where sitting back, being patient, waiting for him to come back on your team is the advisable move. And so I think I will, I will almost certainly be dropping Salah, but I, I think I'm going to, my plan right now, and I, you know, tell me if you have a different plan, but my plan right okay. now is to, is to wait, you know, we've got, again, we've got two weeks until, until game week 22 kicks off. 
I, you know, Ben Krellen and others strongly suspect that we are going to have lots of doubles in game week 22. So my plan is to wait and, and basically see two things. One, who are the best options that have doubles in 22? And then two, is Ronaldo one of the players that has a good double? Because I think that is really a key question because I think that Ronaldo could end up being the best captain pick and that could really change who you look at as your solid replacement. If he, if he doesn't have a double, then I think I would probably be looking at, I don't really know. I mean, it, again, it just really depends on, 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 on who plays in 22. I mean, just looking at 22 in and of itself without any double consideration um, you have, I mean, you have Liverpool, but they are, I mean, I don't even know who you'd have, right. And everyone's got Jota already. So I, you know, I don't really know what you're, I certainly don't want Oxlade Chamberlain, right? That would be God, um, no, no, Minamino. So yeah, I don't know. Um, Minamino actually could be kind of fun. He's looked, he's looked good at times. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, uh, I mean, West Ham have leads. We don't think they're going to have a double, so they're they're maybe a little bit less appealing. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Like, who's who's standing out? Yeah, to you? I. I my my thought uh, like two weeks ago was De Bruyne looks like he's back. This is good, and that is the quintessential like for like replacement thinking budget and 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 FPL points return. But the issue is City, as we've discussed, do not have a double, and I do think that is an opportunity very much lost if you're going to move Salah out. I think. If you move Salah out, it 100% has to be for somebody who has double fixtures. So yeah. with with my idea of bringing De Bruyne in, I, I had kind of committed to not going with a premium striker up top. But now I, I do think that the move is Ronaldo, if the fixtures line up, is, is the captaincy. One thing we haven't talked about is Salah leaving is our cap, our FPL camp captain leaving. He's gone. So who, who is the, the heir apparent? And you're thinking about somebody like, like Ronaldo son is, is, is certainly captable, captainable um, with good fixtures and, and, and doubles. So I think Salah gets replaced by somebody like Jared Bowen, um, Mm -hmm. uh, a Jared Jared Bowen esque figure with with a double. Yeah, I think uh, Leeds, um, if they were to play Aston Villa, is one of the matches that's get rescheduled, um, and they would have West Ham Villa uh, it, possibly in twenty two, okay. and I think Rafinha would then uh, be an option you could like really exactly consider. Yeah, yeah, and then they have a good run after that uh, with Newcastle um, in game week twenty three. Um, so yeah, I, I think, uh, I think Rafinha is a, a good shout. Um, yeah, maybe, midfield, maybe Harvey Barnes. Are... It, it, it is tricky. I mean, again, it feels like every player we're talking about is in that 7 million range, right? There's like mm-hmm. not a lot of, or 6.5 to 7.5 or whatever. There's just not a lot of like players outside of sun in that like kind of 10 million bracket that are just, you know, hugely appealing right now. James Ward Prowse. <laughs> Maybe it's your boy Prousey, Brandon. Maybe you could finally, that would be fun. Actually, that would be kind of fun to have. Yeah. I mean, you know, Damari Gray, possibly, right? I mean, they play Norwich in game week 22 and, um, you know, they should have, it's, it's very possible. Like, like the Newcastle match gets pulled up there. Right. And if you have Newcastle Norwich in 22, then, then Gray at 5.5 million would be 
a terrific option, right? And so that could be someone to consider. I think. Um, yeah. So there's, who there's, is who is Damari Gray? I don't I don't know who that is. All I know is uh, Anthony Gordon. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, speaking of players who I think you had Gray for like two weeks and then like you uh-huh. lost him to COVID. I don't think I've ever had a run like I had with Ali Watkins where. I had him for four weeks and literally never got a single point from him. <laughs> um, uh, game week 18, uh, their match got postponed. Game week 19, I played my free hit and he wasn't in my squad. Game week 20, their match got postponed. And game week 21, he was out with COVID. So I have had Ollie Watkins for four game weeks and never once has he had a minute on the pitch for my squad, which I think has to be a unique I mean, outside of like a player getting like a three match red card suspension, I can't remember that ever happening in my squad before. It's so weird. Yeah, it, it is. It is odd. I at least got him for his goal and an assist. So thank you, Wally. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's something. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel about the Damari Gray. I got the goal and the assist. You know, he, he took off his shirt, got that bonus point Arsenal. yellow card, Brandon. What's that? Yeah. I think yeah, that was the Arsenal match. match. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think there are a lot of options and I guess it's, it's, it really is the boring answer, but I, I guess at least you and I can both come in on the, on the answer that we're both dropping poor Mohamed Salah. The thing is like, there's no price to be like, he's already dropped like 0.2 in price in the last yeah. like, three weeks. So you're going li- to like lose like 0.1 and there's no value proposition in holding on to him. All you'd be doing is leaving a $13 million player on your bench for yeah. three weeks. And it's not gonna be that hard to bring it back. And, yeah. Yeah. And for anyone concerned about, do I have to keep money in my bank to bring him back? Or, or um, is there any concern about shifting him to a budget midfielder and moving that money up front? No, you're always just two transfers away from getting Sala back in. And if you have to exactly. take a minus four, you should probably, well, we'll have, yeah. we'll have lead time uh, to understand what the situation is with, with him and AFCON. I think that's, I think that's right. I mean, that, that'll be one possible edge, right? It's just being able to plan ahead. And if you just don't need to take a hit to bring it back yeah. in, that's four right. points gained right there. Right. So mm-hmm. every, every little bit counts, Brandon. That's what I always say. It's got my famous expression. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Put that right, on a so, t-shirt. So let's, um, yeah, the, the, that, every word I just said, including that's my famous expression in, in parentheses. <laughs> um, chip wildcard talk here, Brandon. Um, that's, this is our final segment for today. And, you know, we've already been talking about this a little bit, but, you know, I just initial thoughts on when we both might play our chips. I think you and I are both in the same position, which is that we both played one free hit. So we both have one yep. to go. We both still have our second wild card and we both have our triple captain and our bench boost. So I guess that's, yeah. we both basically have everything. Um, if you don't count that second free hit that we, that we used. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm, uh, I don't know if I'm shell shocked at the moment or what, but I have no desire to to play a wild card right now. As I've got seven flags in my team, but if I wild card now, my fear is I'm going to end up with seven flags in a week or two week or three weeks time and find myself in the same situation. My hope it's I have no knowledge of this, but my hope is that the COVID rates are going to get under, uh, you know, relative control as to what, yep. you know, versus what we've been seeing for the last month. And we'll have some level, some more solid ground to stand on to play a wild card a few months from now. So it just doesn't, it just feels too impractical to me. It- 
I think that's a good point. I mean, it's interesting because it the free hit that you and I both played in Game Week 19 was a different kind of free hit, right? That was a free hit because you and I were both screwed, like by by <laughs> by COVID and by how much how much it affected our teams. I mean, I, I know we were all screwed a little bit, but you and I were both in like a, a rough spot there. And and thank God we both played it, right? I mean, you know, I mean, I remember you talking about how it only saved you, you know, you only ended up uh, maybe you maybe you. Didn't need it as much as I did, but certainly in my particular case. It gave case, me two points. Yeah. In my case, it was probably, you know, I think it was, it was around 20 to 25 points, right? Like kind of yeah. no matter how you slice it, it really um, was was massive, you know? And so I think that, uh, so that one was like a desperation free hit. But I think you're right. When it comes to a, a free hit deployed strategically, right, uh, to sort of maximize it, there is a worry that with, I mean, just like, like, again, like this morning we saw Ollie Watkins come up with, you know, come down with COVID. It's like, it's almost like a strategy would actually be to target players who already had COVID. You know, <laughs> if you just did that, you'd, you'd like, you could build a pretty solid fantasy team, but just full of players who had COVID, who, who, you know, have done their, their quarantine period and now they're, they're, they're available again. Right. Like yeah. that would be like, if I could bring Jurgen Klopp into my team, that would be ideal. You know, just like all the, I'll take all the managers. Yeah, McCarter too. Um, you know, I think that that's really where um, that. So I agree with you that, that it's tricky, and but I, I think the the worry there is that you're missing opportunities, right? That you're it's like mm-hmm. uh, you know that that there's you know how much risk do you want to accept? I think that for me, I am planning right now just because I have Son, who I think is one of the most likely players to have a double in, in 22. Um, I am. Th- Perfectly fine to play the free hit in 22 if I feel like there's like a uh, a way to maximize it. And I'm willing to take the risk that I might miss some players. And I would wait to do it until late, just like I did the last last time, right? Wait till an hour before the deadline or whatever to, to mm-hmm. finally activate it. Not two minutes, because now we know that that's a little too, <laughs> a little too risky. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I would wait until, um, you know, shortly before the deadline to activate it. But I think that's kind of where I'm... Um, but right now, at the moment, I mean, because the other option would be to... Um, possibly bench boost in 22 if there are enough mat if, if enough players have doubles i'm not sure if that really makes sense anymore just because um i now have three west ham players and they're uh-huh. I, I don't think that they're going to have a double i'm not sure how they would unless like a i don't even know i guess it's really it's kind of impossible at this point that that would, that, that would happen um because they just they just had it scheduled for 21 so um yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's like, I'm already down three possible double game week players. And so, um, you know, there was a question about like, what's your, um, what's your threshold? Like how many, let's say that we have double game weeks and it would be very easy to, to free hit, um, and do a, like 11 double game week players. And you have six in your team. Like, would that be enough for you to consider a free hit? Like, like how many doublers would be enough for you to avoid taking a free hit option? I know it's a hard question to ask kind of theoretical, but. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it truly, it truly depends. I don't think I would free hit for more than six. I don't think I would, honestly. Um, I just don't given, yeah, given how, uh, uncertain, I just feel like the, you talked about us playing the free hit in game week 19 it just the the frantic rush to play it for me zapped some of that that strategy yeah, and that buildup that true. I think is useful, yeah. and that would be my fear for game week twenty two is like mm, let me throw this free hit together looks good yeah. they all double and then suddenly you're just like what did I just do who do oh, I have I remember three mm-hmm. minutes before the deadline it was like 
someone was like, oh, like a little birdie told me, you know, Foden's not starting or whatever. And it was like, I like rushed in there. Right. I was like, I don't even know. Like, who do I, who do I bring? Do I have him? Yeah. I was like, yeah, do I have him? Like, and it was like, I like pushed, like, you know, like switch onto Mason Mount, like at the last second, you know, just like this like desperate, desperate move. So yeah, I think it's, um, I, I I hear you. Like maybe it just hasn't, that's actually like an interesting, like way to think about it, which is just like, is it, is it an MFFA Mm-hmm. to play a chip if you're not going to enjoy it, you know, <laughs> because it's too stressful. Right. Like maybe it's, you know, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And as we've been discussing 22 is not going to be the last double game week of this season. There's, yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to so have many. a number of them. So the, the free hits going to be quite very useful in game weeks to come uh, for sure. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think, Taking hits going into twenty two is very advisable as well. You know, it, you know, wild card tomorrow or take a minus twelve tomorrow. You can, you can do the, you can flip that. Uh, you know, a month yeah. from now, it 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 all kind of comes yeah. out in the wash. I think you and I are both in the same spot when it comes to wild carding. It feels a little too um, complicated. I don't know. It's like, it feels so risky, right? Like to, to, to use your, your beautiful wild card. I'd, I'd almost rather save, uh, I'd almost rather use the free hit, you know, than yeah. the, I mean, yeah, I would, I'm very, there's no, there's no almost about it. I mean, a well-played wild card sets you up for several weeks, uh, a well-played free hit. If that doesn't work out, you're kind of like, well, fine. I'm just back to my old team next week. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really hurt you as much. Yeah. And wild card is, there's a reason why we always end up playing early wild cards in the season in game weeks, you know, three, four, five, six, because when we set up a team with unlimited transfers going into game week one, it's all about what we think we know, not what we actually know. And to me, mm-hmm. the power of the wild card is it's like setting a game week one team, but you have just infinite more knowledge. And I feel right now more like we're in a preseason sort of frame of mind than a midseason frame of mind. So yeah. I, I, that's that's kind of like my fear of the wild card right now as well as I, I just don't feel like I know enough to yeah. uh, to maximize that for a you know yeah midterm in the midterm. That's a really good point because um, you saw that with uh, people bringing in Everton assets right for the double. It's like. It's kind of based on what we knew about Everton like seven weeks ago or something, right? It was like the last time things were normal, right? It wasn't kind of based on what like form and form form is important, right? I mean, it's not like it's it's not like form is a myth. Like you see it on the pitch, right? Like like there are players who have runs where they're playing well and confident. This isn't like, you know, it's like not like necessarily quantifiable, but like, you know, like you don't typically want a player who hasn't played a match in six weeks. Right. Um, you know, just out of the gate at least. And so, yeah, I think, I think you're right. Like we need to see everybody be like playing matches regularly for a while in order to sort of evaluate who we'd want. I mean, this is just kind of basic fantasy stuff. Right. And yeah. And otherwise you're just in this realm of like kind of data speculation, which I think is Mm -hmm. a, a completely valid way to go, but it's not, my particular strength, honestly. And I find that what I end up doing is I look for data that validates my opinion. Right. I'm not like, mm-hmm. I, I, I have a hard time just looking at data and just accepting the answer that it gives me, you know? <laughs> right. Um, and so if you, if you can't do that, then data isn't always your friend, right? So it can often yeah. be your enemy, uh, because you can use it to validate whatever assumptions you want. Um, and so, um, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of admiration for people who can just be like, yep, this is what the data told me. You know, it actually seems like a great way to play. 
to me because it's like you could never lose, right? You never, <laughs> you know, things don't go well. You're like, well, you know, I it's, I might have to adjust my model or whatever, but it's like, sure. you know, it's like I made the decision based on what the data told me. Like it feels yeah. like it'd be much less emotional. Like I feel like you never have to it. blame yourself, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe your model, maybe, you know, <laughs> but even then it's like, well, it's like, oh, I just got to get better at, you know, math or whatever, you know, practice. <laughs> whatever that is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. So any, anything else on, on chips? FPL Guevara wants to know what's your criteria for bench boosting, uh, bench boosting. I think just based on the, the tone of this conversation is you're probably not going to be set up for a bench boost, uh, for game week 22. I, I don't, I feels like there'll be better opportunities down the line. Um, again, there are ways to set yourself up with like a wild card ahead of a bench boost you know, that can really be useful. And, and right now, um, yeah, I mean, cause again, this is not the end of the doubles. Like not only do we have all of these doubles that are coming up, but we're also going to have tons of FA cup, you know, man, I, I think there, if I recall, there are no postponements this year, but it does at least open up the calendar a little bit. You're not going to have any draws that get rescheduled. They're just going to like take a look at the league cup matches now where you just, you just played out there. Yeah. Um, so I think that that, that does open things up a little bit, but yeah, I think, um, uh, well, I, I guess I only bring that up because that means we should have a pretty clear sense of which, like when the doubles will fall, yeah. right? It's like, we won't have to wait to make sure to see if there's an FA Cup postponement that needs to go in that window. Hey, if I bench boosted in game week 21, I'd get one point from Ben White off the bench. I mean, lucky for me, I'm getting <laughs> that one point anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who, yeah, yeah. who even has a playing bench right now? Um, yeah. given the, the, there's just too um, much everything going on. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, so yeah, it, that just feels like one that you need to table. Um, the, I wanted Dama's body had a quick, uh, what I thought was interesting thought, which is, um, is it worth hitting the free hit button now to try and catch some price rises, even though double game week 22 has not been announced yet? He says, what is the risk that game week 22 is not a double game week? So that would end up being a waste of a free hit. Well, I, yeah, I I wouldn't play it early. Uh, it seems certain that there will be some game, double game weeks in game week twenty two, yeah, but as we I keep saying, so we don't we don't know which ones. The if you're free hitting, just like what are the price rises actually? They're not going to be so dramatic that they change the shape of your free hit team. I just yeah. feel like you're putting yourself needlessly, um, you know behind the eight ball or like needlessly tying yourself to a free hit the way things shake out. Maybe you'll realize your, your, your team you currently have your non free hit team is, is, is fine set up for game yeah. week 22. I think that's, that's a, it's, it's not worth the, the negative, risk right of of i i think you're right i think we will almost certainly like that there are only, only so many windows of time available this season right and we've got a the the season ends um the next like next season kicks off early like there's there's no we're not gonna have any matches in late may that like, you know, like yeah. they're gonna find a way to squeeze all these in and if, if that's the case then and this is why you know ben is so good at sort of putting these in like particular windows because it, it, logically there's only certain times it's gonna happen so yeah i mean i think if you're just absolutely gung-ho totally committed to a free hit um then then you could activate it early but i i won't be doing it myself that's for sure yeah money's um, not going to yeah. be an issue though in game yeah. week 22 because yeah. uh no mo Salah, yeah. uh city man city sure. aren't going to double so yeah. there's like premium defenders Good and point. midfielders that you don't need yeah. chelsea 
just kind of stink right now. So yeah. you don't need to uh, pick up any of them. Like all the players that will be of interest, uh, apart from Ronaldo and Kane and Son, are going to be eminently affordable. So I don't think yeah. budget is a, at all a concern. I agree. I mean, especially if you're free hitting, you can just, I mean, like if it becomes a big problem, then your third free hit spot could be one of these like 3.7 million dudes, you know, like, I mean, you know, like, or actually, I mean, I think, um, isn't, uh, I think, um, because of that, because of Liverpool's postponed match, I think that you could free hit in 22 and you'd actually have, um, what, what Robertson's replacement is now. I'm just forgetting. Right Samikas. Yeah. So Samikas, you're going to be able to, you're going to be able to start a 3.7 million defender, you know, so you're going to be fine no matter what. I'm, I'm yeah. quite sure, you know, you can stick a 3.8 guy at the end of your bench too. Um, probably get away with it. So, all right. Yeah. I think, um, you know, again, it's, it's, it, there's not a lot of stra- like, like real, like player, player X, player Y, player Z strategy that we can talk about right now, because again, we don't know what matches are coming. What we, what you just want to be thinking about is like, here are the opportunities that are, because like what I find is that sometimes the double game weeks roll around and if I'm not paying enough attention, if I haven't like listened to a pod like this, it's like I'm going from zero to 60, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like that's very <laughs> like so our goal right now is to just get up to about, you know, 3000 RPMs. You know, we're not we're not going crazy yet. You know, just just can explode there. the car yet. Not going to explode the car yet. Exactly. But if you if you're not starting to get your brain in gear to start thinking about the different possibilities it's going to be like that free hit that you and I played Brandon game week 19, where it's yeah. just going to feel crazy. Right. Yeah. And so you want to at least want to be thinking about some of the players to target and thinking about who's going to be gone for AFCON, but also keep in mind how long they're going to be gone for, which is not a crazy amount of time. Um, and so, um, yeah, I don't know, but I mean, speaking personally, I think, I feel like this conversation actually been helpful for me to sort of think through my Same. thoughts a little bit. Yeah, very much so. Uh, it is, yeah, it is just so much uncertainty and information on top of that to, to yeah. keep straight. So I'm glad that we yeah. talked through it, Josh. I'm feeling a little more confident. I needed a confidence <laughs> yeah. boost coming out of the festive period. I like the way we frame this episode as it is a uh, second half of the season preview. Yeah. It is like we are looking forward to what's yeah. next. Yeah, you and I are, you know, this is, I feel like it's always going on a limb for us when we start talking about data and dates and numbers uh-huh. and things like that, you know. We have to do it sometimes. Sometimes we have to eat our oatmeal, you know. <laughs> and now and hopefully next week we can go back to talking about haircuts because that's really our our specialty, you know. Uh-huh. But you have to do, you do have to throw in some like meat and potatoes from time to time. So that's, sure. so hopefully uh, this was useful for you uh, listening. And hopefully, I mean, you know, this is also um, we fulfilled our make fun of see fun again ethos because um, as we started to talk about some of the stuff and think about this stuff, I can it's like I can see the dawn breaking a little bit. I feel a little more excited about what's to come, and I can sort of put December, which was not especially fun. I'm I'm happy to admit, uh, as a fantasy manager, uh, in the rear in general, right? It's like in, 10 million cases a day right now. It's horrible. You know, it's like to put all of December in the rear view mirror and, and just focus on, on what's, what's in front of us. I I can, I can hear the guns and roses song uh, queuing up as we roll the credits on uh, T2. Uh, You know, (laughs) did we, did we vaporize the liquid metal terminator or not? Oh my God, he's reforming. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Was the, was the, was the, was the, was the fire, hot enough in December to to completely <laughs> melt our, our machine or were we able to come out of it alive? So yeah, we'll, we'll see. All right. So that's a wrap. Uh, before we get out uh, of here, a little housekeeping, remember visit us at patreon.com slash always cheating, where you can support the cheaters and get more FPL content in return. 
course, that includes an extra ad-free podcast each week in our Slack chat forum. Again, patreon.com slash alwayscheating. Josh, say thank you to our producer patrons. Will do. Thank you to Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell. Chris, I'm sorry that Tennessee lost. As I say, they were there with your son in that bowl game. Uh, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, The Big Gaffer, Bobas Coon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Dave Wagner Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Jacobson. Oh, by the way, Dave Wagner Lodal, I'm looking forward to doing a fantasy NFL podcast with you in the next couple of weeks as I sweat out my, my finals right now. Uh, I'd love to talk with anybody who's interested in NFL fantasy. I've, I've gotten very interested this fall uh, in it. Um, Blair Jacobson, Brian Chin, Jim Payne, Travis West, Victor Forbrook, Skokin. I repeated a couple of those, but I didn't make sure I didn't miss anybody. Paul Herzig, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markov, Ant FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Karen Squeedon, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Blue Nose Stew, Mikey Yuang, Bruce Kerr, Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future Media Group, FPL, Ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Shiv Majoria, Ram Frost, AJ, Jeremy Spiker, Lazarus Yanos, uh, I think it's Yanos, and I always add a little is at the end instead of mistake. Jesse Halstead, Matthew Becker, Kalev Robbie, Todd Byerly, Albert Paxoy, Martin Omseth, Lee Hickman, Velger Paulson Kruger, Jazz Binning, Francis Moore, managed by Lasso, James Keatley, he of the nice note that I did not respond to. Sorry about that, James. Uh, I really appreciate it, and I'll go back and do so. Uh, Kagan Walsh, FPL Pessimist, and The Saint. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys, and Happy New Year. Rate and review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, etc., Follow us on Twitter at Hail Cheaters, Facebook, Facebook, don't go to Facebook. Email us, hailcheaters at gmail.com. All this information and more is available to you at our website, alwayscheating.com. Uh, wishing you a happy, healthy, green arrow filled 2022. Anything's possible, right? <laughs> In, indeed, Boku <laughs> forever. You know, you fall enough, you're going to get a lot of green arrows. You know, so that's that's one possibility. There's only one way to go, and that's up. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Brandon. Talk to you soon. Bye.